0: I love, love, love getting to spend time with T.D. and Rebecca Wilt. They're some very good friends of ours, and I've been meaning to talk to T.D. on the podcast and hear a little bit about his story, and I'm sure T.D. will probably be a recurring guest over time. He's an interesting guy, doing interesting things, but today we spend most of the time talking about his music escapades, how he got started doing open mic at the forge in ben wheeler texas with craig wallace and that's where we met him and his wife and over the years we've become good friends and spent three days camping in east texas near jefferson and just had a blast and was able to sit down on a sunday afternoon and record this episode Uh, i think you'll really enjoy it look up td Wilt on uh, Facebook and get updates on where he is playing you definitely want to do that he puts on a great show very professional has a unique way of making classic songs that you know and love his own and um, also has some really good original music that a lot of people a lot of people like I like to sit and watch the crowd while he's playing his originals and uh, it's fun to see them react to them and get into them and and just enjoy his music so enjoy the episode like the show share the show share the episode leave a comment on your favorite podcasting platform that's there's not going to be any ads on the show so the only way we do anything is if you share it and mention it to friends and get more people to listen so appreciate it and talk to you soon Late April of 2023, we're at Lake of the Pines, what are near Jefferson, Texas, and I'm with the legendary music man TD Wilt. Very flattered. Very flattered. (laughs) (laughs) After a wild night of karaoke, (laughs) and I've been meaning to do a podcast with TD for a long time, so this is the first one outdoors. So we may pick up some boats. It's a big fishing lake. Pick Up, birds pick up, never know what we'll pick up. So, what you drinking?
1: This is a hopadillo,
0: hopadillo <laughs>
1: brood. Where we're rooting, guys, Texas. This is a. Uh, you know, me, I'm a big fan of the hazy IPAs. I'm big advocates for the uh,
0: that's it's handy because you never have to worry about me getting in your beer.
1: I mean, yeah, because I don't have to worry about most people getting in my beer. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're a rare breed. Um, I'm not sure if I like the taste or if I just convinced myself I like it's the taste. Decided I like it. Yeah, I like it. I that. mean, the, hey, I tell the uh, bartender at uh, that uh, you know, pick me one out. As long as it's hazy, thick and chunky and smells like cat pee, that's what I want to drink. And that's an odd description, right. but that's exactly and that's exactly how it is. And we have several of those.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've learned a lot. It's a,
1: it's a required taste, I think.
0: <laughs> that's funny yeah i'm totally opposite on the beer spectrum i do like the um i like the mass market beers less and less but something with some flavor and some body to it a little more bold but i'm not i'm not deep into it like the the big guys where it's really skanky
1: yeah, yeah.
0: i mean there's so many to choose from now i mean it's oh it's yeah. like more than sody waters i mean you can
1: yeah it's it's complicated for people to go into a pub these days, and uh, it, the beer has to be sold. I mean, yeah. we don't know what, what this particular beer tastes like. Where that's the one describing it, you know, they'll ask you, mm-hmm. "What do you normally drink?" You know, well, right. try to I, match I like it up. I like this or that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's much more exciting these days, though. It is.
0: Especially, I like going to the places where you got 15 taps, and they got a little description above each one, and they give you a little yeah. sippy deal to yeah. so test it out yeah. and find one like and just start at one I'll taste take a taste of everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: By the time you start paying for the beer you've got a nice little buzz from sampling. <laughs> exactly.
0: So we did some karaoke last night and you seem really nervous about that. Uh, Terrified. Why, why is that? Because you're a, you're a performer. You are a musician, handsomely paid and sought after in the East Texas area as a performer. And um, I guess we all have things that just
1: yeah it's it's a control factor uh, you know when I'm up there playing solo even solo's the probably the the best environment for me uh, I have a partner I play with uh, Joey Love mm-hmm. and uh, and we've got real comfortable with each other but even when we first started I get, I got a little nervous because there's somebody else there but unless you're practicing every night and really working at your show uh, a lot of it's just spontaneous you know so. But when you're solo, you know, you're in charge of everything. Yeah. And, you know, when you're karaoke it, that thing just, when it comes on, it's on, and it just goes. <laughs> yeah, it just goes. And there's no room for really improvising, which maybe there shouldn't be. But uh, there's a comfort factor in, in knowing that when I'm holding a guitar, I'm just in charge of everything. Yeah. You know, it's for a lot of people that a guitar is kind of a crutch to hang on to. And, uh, but yeah, it's karaoke, and I told you uh my first experience with karaoke at the Pirates Club—they would actually set the key for you. And okay, I, right. Yeah. I and I, mean, I was, know
0: there's some—I've never asked anybody to do that, but I, I know that they can. I don't know if everyone.
1: I it might, might be here. the uh, maybe the sophistication of the system they have. Absolutely. I don't know, but they had a nice one there, and he uh, put the wrong key in there. So I, you know, I'm just not a—I'm not naturally a good singer, and so I, I mean. It's Not that I had this huge range, I can just jump in any key. So I was just like, you're, I was stuck up there for four minutes, <laughs> just struggling through this song, you know, and just, just trying to make sense of it. And uh, you start sweating. and sweat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this
0: is thinking, how long? Is this? I know. This is like 12 minutes. This is like <laughs> a stairway to heaven. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that four minutes went on forever. Yeah. When I got off that stage, I vowed never to do it again. And uh, lots of shots of whiskey and plenty of beer. You know, you'll get a little confidence. And, uh, so we went up there last night. That was that was awesome. I had a great time. It I mean, was it, fun.
0: That was a lot of fun. Best
1: night. part about the crowd there was just oh, they were very yeah, encouraging everybody for everybody. Was, you know, a uh,
0: lot of the singers were pretty good. Yeah. You know, they were on time, which that's the hardest part. And, and I don't know if it's, again, the systems or the, you know, the DJ that's doing it. If you're good up there and you have to, like, look at that screen the whole time and read the words, I mean, they know the song. Clearly they know the song if they're getting up there, but they get kind of freeze into reading that. And a lot of times those are off. So if you're just reading that as it kind of bounces along and it's a half beat or a beat off or head or behind, I mean, it's yeah. just, it gets kind I, of
1: terrible. Exactly. Part. I found that to be the most difficult part is try not to look at that screen because that screen just, was throwing me off right. some last just time. Kind of glance at it and just first we're on and then look away and just you know it yeah uh, it's yes it's silly even look at the screen if you know the songs and those are songs we did last night that i mean clearly i know these songs i do them in my act so you know. yeah but i did glance down a few times and there was some delay there you yeah. know and perhaps it was me just not knowing the system completely but uh anyways it turned out to be a <laughs>
0: lot of fun man yeah, it was It <laughs> was that guy had a i guess his name was larry they called it larry okey which was <laughs> one of the uh the first guy that i started karaoke in with larry dean and Around Athens, Cedar Creek area. I mean, they called him, they called it Larry Oake. Yeah, I guess it's just, if you're Larry and That's, you do
1: karaoke, it's going to be it's a Larry Karaoke. <laughs> it's a genius name. <laughs>
0: but um, he had a great sound system. Great version. So a lot of times you'll go to, you'll have karaoke people and they'll just do what's up, pull it off YouTube. Mm-hmm. So you got to have Wi-Fi and the, the versions of the songs that you get. I mean, you may have, like, can't you see, there may be 20 karaoke versions, you know, from... And some of them sound like it was done on a, like a little, your grandkids keyboard that you have, yeah. you know, or, or you know, a kind of a, yeah. a play guitar that you got for Christmas. Yeah. And it's not a great version. <laughs> it sounds weird, tin canny and, and stuff. Somebody like him who has all the versions that he picked the best, usually that's sound choice or there's two or three that are really good. And it just, I mean, it sounds like they just cut the vocals out of the original song. Oh, yeah. You know, and you can see it's... Timing is the same. The key's the same.
1: Yeah, that makes it. Yeah, he did a he did a good job making us and everybody sound really good. I felt like. Yeah. Um, and he had an amazing DJ voice, like you said. It yeah. was like that dude was amazing. His his DJ personality was it was almost like Are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Do you talk like that at all? And he was time, really fast. Just...
0: I said, whoa, he's fast. all right, we got to you. would be one of those guys that at the end of the commercial that they really don't want you to hear, the legal disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you may die if you take this. <laughs> what do you think could be your next solo song that you get up and sing? Uh, I'm in every Duca-
1: karaoke game. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was great last night, but, you know, I just... Just don't see myself having that confidence again. And maybe it will.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways, yeah.
0: It'd be fun to if you found a place and a person that you like, and you wanted to try a version of a song that you're thinking about playing. It'd be interesting to go, just sing it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I will say, uh, after the last night's experience, you know, I see it's the true value in karaoke. Really, it's, it's it's for everybody. You know, it's it's a great it's a great experience. You know, everybody can get involved. Whether you sing good or bad, it doesn't matter. You know, they have a good time. You mm-hmm. know. I can see. I can definitely see the value. Karaoke is king around here. I'm telling you, karaoke is everywhere. Yeah, you know, to the point where it's sometimes you. Some of these venues, you know, they've replaced live music with karaoke. And in some respects, I see, you know, why they draw crowds. Yeah, they really do. It really is nothing like a dude in a corner solo playing popular songs we all know and love. There's something about that live experience, you know, that is special. And it fits in better places where karaoke would be just too much, you know, so. But uh, that's really where my heart is. When did you start playing the guitar? All right, well, I started trying to play guitar when I was probably 16, Mm -hmm. you know, but, like everybody thinks, I'm gonna get a guitar, you know, I'm gonna get girls and, you know, I'm gonna be a rock star. It can't be that hard. And then you soon realize you got to practice. And, like, you know, it's just like, this is more like work now all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. Much harder than I thought. So that lasted about four months. <laughs> a few That's lessons. That's longer than my first
0: <laughs> guitar deal lasted. Well, I, I can remember my mom took me to a pawn shop in Garland, Texas and bought me one, I think, on my 60th birthday or somewhere around there. Maybe four hours instead <laughs> For of four <laughs> months. <laughs> yeah, my friend did. Uh, and I bought an Eagles book. I bought an Eagles book. An Eagles songbook. And then I thought, oh, it's going to be cool. I'm going to do some Eagles, man. Eagles. Yes. I started opening that songbook and I said, holy fuck.
1: What is this? You've got to have
0: six fingers to get some of these chords. You know, I thought it would be like, brram, brram. and it was, And it was not anything like that.
1: So. Yeah. I don't know if uh, Tablature was around when I was 16 or not. So it might have been written. You know, I'm not even sure.
0: Yeah, like, like a music sheet.
1: Yeah, I think it might have been written. It seemed like Tablature came later. But anyways, uh, so I put it down, and then, and I was always a big fan of music, loved music, you know, as most young people do. So I picked it back up again when I was 40, maybe 41, and the reason why I did was because I was quite an athlete. I played a lot of football, basketball, you know, on weekends, you know, weekend warrior stuff. You know, I ran uh, pickup games of basketball during the week, and uh, very active, but then I started having uh, hip problems. So the doctor said, you gotta give up all that stuff if you wanna. If you wanna keep the hip you have, you need to give up all that activity and when you're 60 years old, maybe we'll do a replacement. We don't wanna do it too soon, you're too young. So I gave all that up and so there's this huge void, yeah. right? So what am I gonna do with my time? So that's when I picked up the again. I borrowed my father-in-laws, my ex-father-in-laws though. Little acoustic guitar in Japan when he was overseas. It was not a very good guitar to start on. It was classical for one thing, but yeah. what did I know? You know, took some lessons uh, from John DeFore. You know, John DeFore is a well-known uh, guitar teacher in many old Texas. He, you know, some of his students include Casey Musgraves and Miranda Lambert. A long list of uh, successful and semi-successful musicians came from his his studio. So. I took some lessons from him for about a year and uh, got pretty good, you know, fair with the guitar. Uh, but he really led me towards songwriting and pushed the songwriting. And so, which is interesting because if you think of his his big successes—they're all great songwriters, you know. I was gonna
0: say, yeah, is that just his kind of his style? That's or? his
1: style. Yeah, he he said to me, he said, "You don't need to be a great guitar player in terms of you don't need to be a great lead player. You can hire lead players. You can get a lead player." He said, "Songwriting is where it's at." And so, that was cool. I started writing songs, wrote, um, and and some of the songs that I, the first two songs I wrote, actually, are in my show today. They're really good songs, and they came from a place, uh, uh, in my life, uh, you know, I was going through some shit, and, uh, they are born from that. But after about a year, you know, the internet was coming on, Mm -hmm. you know, and we started to get online, and there were starting to be lessons on YouTube and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, and so I, I gave up John DeFore for, you know, just random YouTube teachers, and, uh, so from that point on, I just was a a guy that played in his living room. Yeah, it's really all it was. And but then uh, something
0: out of it, even just doing yeah. I mean,
1: it was. Yeah, and I could sit there and just go through uh, four chords, and j- I could do that for hours, just <laughs> the same four chords. Yeah. I just love hearing it, you yeah. know. But uh, yeah, so it was just uh, I never thought it would go anywhere other than the living room, you know, maybe around a campfire, and that's all I aspired to at the time. So that's where um, that's kind of really where, where it really took off. But then, you know, the, the going into playing, you know, playing for venues, that, that all came years later, like probably 10 years after that. And that all was born out of uh, open mics, you know. Yeah. You remember Craig Wallace. Oh, yeah, boy. Craig, you know, had an open mic at the Forge at Ben Wheeler. and uh, Is that the first one you did? Yeah. Really? the Me first too. one. And uh, I thought, I this so is terrified. so fun. I was yeah. so terrified.
0: Yeah, scary. And, I mean, know. when you go in there, you know, you're, it's a place to eat. It's a restaurant, nice restaurant. I mean, great yeah. food. And I was like, Melissa was like, you want to order something? I said, no, I don't, don't want to do nothing. I just want to sit here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can't do anything right now. I just, yeah. you, you know, all right, you're third up. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, gosh. when you hear your name, it's like, yes, oh, my God. God. Oh, yeah. dude, what it's am I doing? <laughs> but he was so gracious. and Yeah, he I mean, was he great. Was, yeah, he is good great. as he is, I mean, is. An amazing guitar player and talent i mean he was great at just putting you at ease and stuff.
1: that is the thing he, he was he is a great guitar player and a great musician and you know but yet there was that there wasn't that ego mm-hmm. that would commonly comes along with musicians i think and perhaps anybody in the performing arts you know and uh but he was like you said he would calm your nerves and uh he would encourage mm-hmm. great encourager he can got. he'd call me you know and it's just very encouraging. When they, he asked me to, to join him because I have ten, I have a tendency to be kind of an outward. Uh, what do you call it? Not an introvert, an outrovert. I don't know what it is. Extrovert. Uh, so uh, I'm a somewhat In of a social butterfly. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think he liked that aspect. And he was not. Right. So <laughs> I could yeah, be, you know, That's... I could be the uh, front man, the uh, work the crowd. Shake the hands. Kiss the babies. Keep guy. It going. Keep, it, keep <laughs> yeah. it. Kick them off. All right, that's enough. <laughs> Three songs. That's it. <laughs> yes. And uh, so that's that's kind of really where it started for live performing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so that was your kind of your open mic. I mean, not open mic, but you're you're with Craig kind of playing along. But when was your, uh, so when did you take it to going solo, kind of out by yourself, finding your gigs and, and doing that? Because that's another big step.
1: Yeah, it's the whole It's a process. I mean, to get where I am now, which I'm just a local guy, you know, I I play a lot of, I play as many dates as I can handle. I've got a full-time job, Morton Salt, and uh, I'm a lab technician there and requires a lot of my attention, my time, and this is a sideline deal. So, and I have family, grandkids and all that stuff, so I can only do so much. So I I keep it. Busy schedule, full schedule, as much as I want. But that to get there, it, it is some doing. I mean, it all started uh, with Craig because he was so encouraging. He said, you could go get some gigs. Why don't you get some gigs and you can mention my name? Because his name was something, mm-hmm. you know. To say uh, you're playing, you know, your, your side guys, Craig Wallace, would be, kind of get you in the door, you mm-hmm. know. So I used his name to get me up for my first yeah. gig. And that was at the Athens Brewing. Okay. Yeah, your town. I think it was Daniel Westmoreland. That hired me there the first time. So, yeah, I, I was really freaked out because I, I didn't know if I had enough songs.
0: I was going to say, how many did you have worked up?
1: Yeah, I, I think I might have had 20 maybe. It's a fair amount. I mean, but to do three hours, you know, but Craig said, Craig told me, he said, uh, well, here's one of the tricks you can do. Just midway through the show, just say, hey, you just got a request in. I know I already did the song, but uh, <laughs> we're going to do the same song, again, in other words. <laughs> okay.
0: So now I got
1: twenty one songs. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you could extend that to right. twenty five songs. Oh, another, oh request. another request.
0: Who is requesting?
1: Yeah, you could sh- maybe show up to it and give me the don't fifteen see songs where you can and put in a request. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> that's where the first gig was. And uh, I made a full video of it and everything and uh, which and I look back at that and I think that was pretty damn good. Yeah. You know? And, of course, with Craig's, you know, lead playing, she's so like, shit, we sound really good. And so I kind of caught the bug there. And my wife, Rebecca, she's always been an encourager. I mean, from the from the early days when I probably sucked, she was very encouraging. She is probably the number one reason why I continued to go forward with it. And with Craig's encouraging as well, you know, him being a professional musician, I was like, well, maybe I do have something I could share, you know. And uh, so from that point on, I went to just... Um, Thank God for the internet and Facebook, because mm-hmm. everything I do is on Messenger. I, I research, you know, venues, because I don't want to play, and I have done this, played, you know, type, honky-tonk type venues, mm-hmm. and I have, like, one country song. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? You quickly learn that you don't want to just take every opportunity, you know, gotcha. because you want to be matched well with the venue uh-huh. and what the people want to hear. So my style is very really eclectic, so it's not it doesn't lean heavily on one genre. So, you know, and I tell her about up front and I have videos that I, you know, I share, this is what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I quickly learned that you, you need to, If you're selling yourself, you need not just words, video, you know, a song list, things like that. So that's all. that was all part of the journey, you know, learning how, well, now how do I do this? You know, what is the avenue? How do I get these gigs? And you can't, I can't just go door to door to these venues and shake hands like the old days. Craig says that's how he did it, you know, flyers and things like that, you know. Uh, Who's got the time for that? I know I don't, so... Thank God for it the internet and messenger and just reaching out to people. And it took a long time. I mean, it took a—it the first couple of years were I did fair, but not great. Uh, but I would say this last year, I've been doing it I think four years now. This last year has been great. I mean, I've I've pretty much booked my year already. Really? Yeah, I've got, I might book a few gigs in the, in the last quarter May need a few more, but for the most part, I'd right. hustled the beginning of the year, and I just filled my schedule up. And it's all because I've done some homework, you know. I've put together videos and, and uh, learned what to say. how to approach, and I think word of mouth just maybe, you know. I don't know great musicians. Don't get me wrong. You know, this I just hustled my ass off. Uh, you have a really great <laughs> set.
0: I mean, like I said, I'm sure when they see the videos and hear the sound, it's, oh, this guy's going to be good here.
1: Yeah. Well, it's- that's good. And maybe I'm self-deprecating, but... Uh, I know a ton of great musicians as oh, you do, yeah, you know, that can just <laughs> blow the walls out, man. They're great, you know, and and they do well too, you know. We're all doing. If you hustle, and that's what I do, I work hard at getting the gigs, and uh, I'm really good at PR, and I, I'm not an idiot, I'm not an asshole, <laughs> so that goes <laughs> you a long way. Don't ways. show up, <laughs> yeah. up None of that, and stuff. you do show up. So. Yeah, show up, man. Just show up, damn it, you know. And I do that, and I give them. I feel like I give them their money's worth. You, you absolutely
0: know? do. I'll, I'll vouch for that because, I mean, most times you don't take a break once you start, or if you do, it's uh if it says start at whatever, 5.30 or 6, I see you, you got your sound set up, you're not there at 6 o'clock plugging stuff in, you know, and absolutely. trying to kind of get started. So, yeah. you.
1: It's a business. I mean, you need to approach it as a business. It's not just jamming with some buddies, you know, and they're business people. They they. Mm-hmm you say you're gonna start at seven you sh- you better damn sure be starting at seven or shortly after that right and if you don't you're late for any reason i was late one time in my life my music life and that was really not completely my fault but i didn't take a break they got their time in played through yeah absolutely
0: every business owner would appreciate that they're paying you good money some people have like a, a crowd that they bring with them it's hard to do that when you're spread over i would think you know several counties i think you're good at developing a crowd and a little bit of following wherever you go. And when people see you come back, I want to go see T.D. I saw him last time. He was good. It's an interesting business. There's so much live music to see, like I said, between karaoke. But performers like you in North and East Texas, like you said, there's so many good musicians and so much
1: good music. This area is is full of great musicians. It's It's a hotbed of musicians. And I don't know how that happened, but it did. Another interesting point, you know, this discussion about uh, playing live. You know, East Texas was a dry, so it was the perfect storm. By the time I'd gotten a good number of songs together, you know, places were opening up everywhere. You know, because really the Forge was was like one of the first, I think. You know, that and a, a Foster's Place. You know, these were the live venues that uh, I knew of in my in our area, and things were starting to open up. So. As uh, the counties became wet, the venues started opening up. And so once you have venues, then you have a place to play. That's about the time I was getting my shit together, so to speak. I can't say enough about that. That is a huge part of why mm-hmm. I've become, you know, to be a live musician. So anyways, yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of musicians out there, and, uh, and they do great work. And they're all really good people, too. So I'm just one guy. Uh, I work at it. Yes, you do. And... I feel like I give the listeners out there want to hear something they know. You know, you mix in your originals with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I try to play a little of everything. So someone's going to hear something they like. Yeah. I guarantee you that. I do a a country song or two. And then I do 90s rock and uh, do 60s, 70s, 80s, something from every decade. A lot of singer-songwriter style stuff. Yeah. You know, which I love James Taylor and, and that genre especially. And uh, I do try to pick venues that are suited for an acoustic solo performer. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen people.
0: I get to, cause I can scan the crowd. I'm like, I feel like I'm scanning things how, see how things are going, you know, when you're playing and everything. And uh, on your originals, I can see. I like that you don't talk too much. You just go from song to song. You know, then you get to see the reaction when they, somebody realizes what you're playing. It's gone. Like, oh. Right. That song, you know, eyes light up. That, yeah. But I, some of the funnest things to me is to see people perk up and listen to your songs, your originals. Yeah. Because I've seen, I've watched their faces and it's, I'm trying to place it. Do I know this song? I don't know if your songs are emotional, but they tell a story. I can see that story is resonating with this guy over here or this person over there and I watch their face. Right. And, I, yeah. and it's cool to watch them and say, I can see them start nodding you know right. the lyrics and everything and then really get into it
1: my story is going to be the same as a lot of other people's stories sure. you know so that's that's the thing the thing is really is commonality i guess is the word right uh, something if you can write something that everybody has experienced or knows somebody that's gone through it uh, it resonates with them and they do perk up and i see that too when i'm playing mm-hmm. i know right away if i see someone's foot tapping i'm doing something you know, yeah. if I see them shaking their head or something, I know I'm doing something, you know, and they don't have to be, you know, I play a lot of venues that I hardly, you know, there's not a lot of clapping, but that's not the kind of venue it is. Yeah. They're, they're enjoying, you're, you're part of their soundtrack. They're not as more enjoyable because you're there, but it doesn't mean they're necessarily jumping out of the seats, you yeah. know, it's clapping and, and they do that for several songs, but as a rule, I don't get butt hurt. If they're not, because I know I'm that guy also in the crowd that I don't necessarily clap at every song and because I'm there with people and visiting, you know, I just want a guy to be playing music in the background and adding to my experience. And I try to be that guy, not looking for the applause, but it's always, you know, welcome and nice if you're out there uh, listening. It does encourage a musician. I
0: I always, I'm an aggressive clapper. I'll say it. (laughs)
1: Well, Paul's. Paul i don't know if it's uh, by design—but Paul is—he's um, really known at my shows, anyways, <laughs> that uh, clapping before the song's over necessarily. Well, you it's
0: hard—you have, like you said, you do have a unique style and your n- unique versions, and it's hard for me, even as many times as I've seen you, to know—is that—is <laughs> that it? And Melissa's going, "Nope, no, 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 no."
1: Then, uh, I'd st- rather clap too early than not clap. At right, all. right. And then you do the slow clap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Just do a powerful funny. clap. I try to yeah, get it. Yeah,
1: hard hitting, slow, pump, 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 speeds up. I remember I'd done it when I was watching Craig
0: play. I could see him, I would do my aggressive clapping. I could see a grin come over <laughs> his face. I know who that is. I know that clap.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. But you touched on something. I mean, my music is not, and that's part of why karaoke freaks me out a little bit because I do cover a ton of songs that, uh, I don't do them exactly. No, you don't. The you way. got your own
0: version.
1: Yes, yeah, so there's not straying too far from the original uh, melodies, but uh, I do change them up a little bit because we've all heard the songs. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why do the same exact same? So, uh, so I know that when karaoke is going to be a little different, and uh, so that kind of freaks me out. You know. And I experienced that last night, actually. Uh, Anyway, so my my music is uh, definitely a a style, I guess you'd say. And I think most musicians do have their style. I know a lot of musicians don't do the songs exactly. Playing live is the best side job you could ever have. I mean, you think about it. You know, I enjoy the hell out of it. You know, it's satisfying to perform. I enjoy that. I enjoy when I perform well. I enjoy when the crowd enjoys it. Mm -hmm. I get paid. I typically get a meal and free alcohol. And it's, it's just, uh, what other job <laughs> is there, you know? Right. And I hear people complain all the time. Really? You know, and I'm like, stop. You know, this yeah. is the <laughs> the best job you'll <laughs> ever have.
0: <laughs> I guess it's, you know, you try to make a living out of it. But yeah, I would, you look for the positives and you, you've got a different attitude than a lot of people kind of do. You just Yeah. If you don't enjoy the process, you don't, we've seen you when it's been me and Melissa Right. sitting out there and just, you know, the, just a, only Re- the two were of you at the table, and TD's up there, and the show goes on just like if it was
1: yeah packed house. I know, I know. it's crazy. <laughs> it's it is so I mean, you are you still got to do your thing, is. right? You know this is what
0: you're paid to do, <laughs> and you're getting your reps in, and yeah, you're getting practice. If nothing else got, is
1: practice, and, at, and you got food and money and beer, <laughs> that's exactly right. And those are some very difficult times. Sometimes, Uh oh, man, I can't lie to you. Sometimes. It's like, oh my God, you know, this is like, it could be the worst night. There's no right. participation, there's no excitement. You ever tried here. to
0: like intentionally screw up the lyrics or change them up to, like, just, just to see if anybody would know, notice <laughs> like, What did he say?
1: <laughs> he said, singing a song and he's like, ah,
0: these guys are assholes, you know.
1: Oh, I never, <laughs> I, I never screw up a lyric. I, you know that, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Error free music by T.D. Will. <laughs> oh Yeah. That's the best, and that was always uh starting out. That was the worst part. I, if I screwed up, I would just almost shut down, mm-hmm. like try to apologize. Yeah, now, seemed... Craig just said, Keep playing, keep playing, you know, and he's right, just keep yep. playing. Most people don't even know you messed up. Yep, <laughs> you're right. your worst, you know, critic, so yeah. just keep on playing, fake it till yeah, you, you may, make it.
0: You're probably the only one that even noticed, right? You start yeah. to sweat. Oh, mm-hmm. good, yes, especially when forget a whole lyric or how it's the, if I got the first two words or three words I'll get an you know everything it's like right. a cue <laughs> <q. I'm, laughs> never gonna rack. my mind is totally blank I don't know if I'll ever remember that so I guess sing the first verse again
1: I feel I feel this way, and <clears throat> I think most people do, that uh, it is a live performance. It's not perfect. And so when someone... You're not going back and remix this, this tweak that, oh, do the bass song, tweet that tweak Yes, oh, you know, know bass that. Bass if you're expecting this to be like a record, forget it. It's not going to be perfect. And it makes it more human that somebody messes up. And if that person can just smile and wink at the crowd and keep going, uh-huh. that's funner, yeah, you know. It is you know don't come down on yourself just realize it is a live performance and everybody messes up and just smile and keep going you know I gotta tell you I've listened to a lot of uh, when I'm developing a song, a cover song, uh, I listen to a lot of different versions by mm-hmm. the same artist yeah. you know and I'll, look, and I'll say this verse is different that's not the same thing he said that word is not the same word he, you know because I think what they've done they screwed up in their live performances they you know They've done it this way on the record, but then their live performance, they've messed up like everybody does, you know, yeah. it's just, it's not, we're just humans and you just keep on going. No one really knows. except for me, cause I'm trying to learn the song and I've looked at the word, the lyric sheets right. over here and then you're singing it different here. And you're singing it different here. It's confusing like, me, man. Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. You just realize, ah, it's just everybody. Sing it.
0: you know? <laughs> just sing it. <laughs> Who are your favorite performers to see live? Like big wigs.
1: Have you been to a lot of concerts? I've been to a lot of concerts, uh, especially in my uh, youth, you know, as most of us have when we're younger. Um, didn't do a lot of shows for 30-something years. And then as I've come on the other side of, of life here, it's. Uh, I've been I'm, I'm more into the small stage, small venues. But mm-hmm. as far as a big, big act, uh, I saw Joe Bonamassa. That was an amazing show. But I'll say my favorite show, maybe bar none, Black Crows. Really? At the... Uh, House of Blues in Dallas. When was this? Five, eight years ago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was like one of the comeback type mm-hmm. things, you know. Yeah. It wasn't the prime of, their, prime of their career. They had Jackie Green joining them uh, on guitar. He was an extra, and uh, which I I follow Jackie Green. He's an amazing musician, uh, really big in the folk genre. So I was kind of surprised that he was playing with them. That's got to be the, one of the greatest live concerts I've yeah. ever seen. They came out and just from bell to bell just blew you out of the water every song they didn't break for nothing they just mm-hmm. you're, you're like they don't talk too much becky would argue that i don't talk enough uh <laughs> and there is great there's a lot of you know i respect the hell someone can just really entertain the crowd with talking between songs and that's fine i think it's really not my style and it wasn't black crow style that night cause Yeah. <laughs> they well i think they had to, they have so many great songs yeah. that they had no time for you know right, space you know? <laughs> <around>. <laughs> <laughs> they just came out like cannons and it just oh my gosh one of the amazing shows. What an amazing show!
0: What about local people that who do you like to go
1: see? Uh, there's this real uh, young up-and-comer named TD Will. I don't know if you've heard of him before. I have. He's incredibly <laughs> handsome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Devon there. Yes. Uh, no, I kid. Uh, yeah, I one of my absolute favorites. I'd say. Maybe I'm even partial because he started out with the uh, open mics with me back in the day. You know. He's young then. He's still young. He was 18 then, I believe, at the Ford. his Name was uh, Luke Laprade. He always blew my blew my mind with his vocals. I just thought his voice was great and such a charming personality. I thought, man, this guy's really got a good package. And
0: he's got beautiful hair too.
1: Yes, at the time he had a burr, If you remember uh, back I don't in those days, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. Well, you know, it was a short, short haircut. Yeah. Uh, I started growing my hair out during those years, and uh, then he started growing his hair out. <laughs> <laughs> Which it really looks good on him, so he all looks right. like a rock star out there these days The Luke Leprad band is just a great show to go see and uh, he's doing very well He's got great music on YouTube and Spotify and all those wherever you stream your music Luke mm-hmm. Leprad is there So he would be probably one of my favorites uh, live performances to see him in the band or him in solo
0: there was a lot of interesting... The Forge back in the day, I mean,
1: there were a lot of interesting people hanging out and playing there. There's a lot of those guys that are now performing everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. they we cut our teeth, I would say. Yeah. Some were already, you know, musicians and, and doing things. But again, you can remember that the, all the venues started opening up and these guys now are playing everywhere. But a lot of them are just young and, and not doing... You know, we're just developing their act like Luke and myself and uh, many others. But that... That, that was a special time at the forest. That area just had great musicians show up. A lot of them were from Athens. We just pulled from everywhere, yeah. and you never knew who was going to show up. Yeah. Then you had
0: Heather Little. She was there regularly all the time with Craig. And yeah. What Matt, was it? Matt Bradshaw that kind of she tag team with, and they would yeah the
1: yeah talk yeah. of an amazing songwriters. You know, uh, those two are unbelievable. Heather Little is just I mean, out of this world. She's professional grade for sure. And Yeah, that's, I, that's, that's where I first saw Heather Little was at yeah. the Forge. It was a Friday night they were, uh-huh. or a Thursday night. They were doing a show, yeah. and her and Matt. I was just blown away, really. I mean, it was before I started doing anything live at all. Yeah. It's like, that's a high bar. I was like, that's a very high bar there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> You're, that, and that's what, I guess, makes you think, oh, man.
1: Right, yeah.
0: kind of be to oh, no. No, man. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, this was it's going to take you yeah, hun.
1: Burn my guitar when I get home. Just, up. Yeah. There's always going to be, uh, you know, those, those are great musicians, and they're just tops in their their league, you know, but uh, there's room for a lot of us There is, below. And
0: I think that's the key part Just, just do it. I need to play guitar more. You know, I just like to sing. But the one time I tried to do a, well, I didn't try. I did the um, acapella at the thing at an open mic. It just, I don't know. It wasn't really well-received. Probably the
1: night that I was hosting.
0: (laughs) I I played drums on the back of the chair and had uh, uh, one, no, not one of these nights, uh, Lion Eyes. Did Lion Eyes acapella (laughs) with it playing in my uh, earphone. And uh, I don't know. It it was a courtesy clap. I definitely got a courtesy clap. But that was it with no
1: invitation. Courtesy clap.
0: Okay, uh, next. Who's next? We got uh, anybody next. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that is so that was amazing to me i mean truly amazing i mean you have you have the balls seriously to do that that's that was but amazing there's something
0: i'm scared to do but then you i don't need to look at the things i'm not like i would i'm terrified that you know i did open mics for a while and i always had a positive response oh, i love that song man you did that really well i like your voice but now it's you know i got out of doing it for whatever three years and now I just can't already make myself go back, and part of that is just spending the time with the guitar.
1: Open mic is for development. That is where you you learn to play live, where you learn to play in front of people. And for anybody young out there or old that's looking to get into it, playing music in most cases it's a it's a great experience. You know, most you know you're not getting paid to be there to yeah. do this. this. There's no pressure there. That takes away that pressure. Everybody that's there knows what this is. This is uh, woodshedding. This is uh, for newbies and you know people that are already developed and you know it's just it's just a big pot of musicians at all different levels of in their career and uh typically no egos you know yeah. and as a young person or an old person someone's just starting out that's the worst thing that can just stifle you is uh yeah. someone being an ass yeah you know criticizing or something like that that's shut you down yeah you know so mike's and even karaoke's i guess would be the same thing it's uh you know it's a great place to develop yeah, and yeah, you you do have an amazing voice. And last night you were applauded heavily for your I songs. It. So I got to say I was so impressed. But uh, I mean, I've always known you're a good singer, man. You're just an excellent singer. You got a great tone, and and uh, boy, last night was just off the chain good. I really enjoyed that. Appreciate
0: it. It was fun. I always enjoyed doing it. I have a pretty wide range of songs that I can do and like to do. Uh, if you start going to karaoke,s you can quickly run into the same songs <laughs> or oh, you yeah. know it could be totally different hundreds of miles apart but then 10 songs that you know are going to get sang, <laughs> karaoke yeah. that and i think oh god not that song yeah I don't anything but that so i try to <clears throat> mix it up and, and if i do it halfway decent then that's a plus two
1: yeah yeah so you guys get out there and go to your sports, your open mics and being a guy that did open mics for four years i i hosted them for four years and uh maybe five years actually at the uh, started at the forge, then went to wind down for a couple of years, and then went to uh, the line in Mineola. Man, what great times that was! And especially as the guy had set up the sound, it also helped me develop, oh, you know, yeah. my abilities to set up sound. Because mm-hmm. when you're going to be a solo artist now, you got to set up your sound, right? Yeah.
0: So you don't want to be too loud for a small place, yes, you're not loud enough for a big place.
1: There's yeah. so much that goes mm-hmm. into being, you know, performing. You know, there's technical things. Mm-hmm. You know, your equipment. You gotta know these things. You gotta understand the board, you know, the soundboard. There's, there's, there's just so much to it, more than just standing up there and singing mm-hmm. that goes into it. And you're right, the volume is key. And when I perform, I always want to be at a level that you can still talk yes. to your people that are at your table because that sucks.
0: Yeah, I got a bunch know? of old ass friends, and um, <laughs> they they have commented when they've been around. You we can still talk when TD's playing, but we can hear him, but it's Yes, you're excellent that, about the volume and everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been that guy, and it drives me crazy if I can't talk to somebody. If I see someone, and they're reaching their neck across the table, yeah, yeah, like yeah. and the person off. across can't really hear, they've got their he- ear towards them, uh-huh. I I, I'm, I see that, and I know right away I'm a little too loud, I'll tweak it down a little bit. You know, of course, it depends on the, the uh, venue, obviously, if you're a place that they're, everybody's facing you, <laughs> and you are the show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's uh you know you can turn it up then
0: you're not trying to blend in
1: now. right so. two different environments listening rooms and you know just uh wineries or uh, venue you know, venues that you're just really background music and I've been calm, you know, many owners or uh, managers have said, you know, appreciate your volume. It's oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a weird thing to be told, you know, but I get what yeah, they're saying. Because right. <laughs> like the night before they had somebody that was way too yeah, loud, right. you know. So, <laughs> All right. It's a beautiful day to camp. Where are you camping next? And you have a beautiful Airstream. Thank you. That's a high dollar camping. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> took a second mortgage on the house and decided <laughs> so <would> we'd try camping. Well, <laughs> but- camping is not cheap. I mean, no, at any level, it's, I mean, unless you're tent camping, which I'm past the days of tent camping because my body just can't stand to be <laughs> that close to the ground, to be honest with you, when I'm sleeping. So, uh, yeah, we bought that a couple of years ago. We do a lot of this, uh, Corps of Engineers and state parks, and uh, we'd like to get into uh, some alternative-type things. Like, uh, we want to go to Kerrville Folk Festival and camp there. I've camped in my pop-up there before, and mm-hmm. that's been probably... Over 10 years ago, I want to get back to Kerrville Folk Festival, which is an unbelievable festival, music festival, the longest continuously running festival, at least maybe just the United States or maybe the world. And uh, really, yes, it was 18 days uh, in May, Got usually me. around Memorial Day. I did not know that, and it is a, right hip, it's a hippie fest, man. Yeah? It's uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. It's a great environment. And it's not just the music concerts. It's the, um, after the show, there's all these tents set up where people can just gather around, play music together. Really? And uh, it goes on until, you know, 5, 6 in the morning every night, you know. And then it starts back up again about midday. And That's it's just one bedtime. big party, you know. <laughs> so we're going to do some of that. But our next trip is going to be Bonham State Park. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We've been there with you. Nice. You have, yeah. Great swimming area. Anything else you want to cover? I hope this will be a a, uh, you'll be a return guest as we go along. We do more campouts. We'll just shoot the shit, but on this one we got some of your history and your your uh, musical background. I hope you'll come on again and yeah, this is fun. Talk some more. There's so much you can really say. uh, We'll do beer tastings or something next time, and we'll pop on different things and we'll (laughs) we'll just give reviews of you know get a six pack or twelve pack of different stuff we've never had, and we'll just go over them and about who it is and think ooh.
1: Two Dudes yes. and a Brew, what we call it?
0: <laughs> Two Dudes and a Brew. That is definitely going to be a podcast episode. All right. TD Will, Thanks it's been for a great weekend, me. and it was a great Saturday night last night.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was great. Great fun. It was great.
0: We got the DJ, bought us uh, shots. Yeah, the whole town. For bought our uh, Seven Bridges Road, bought <laughs> us a round of shots for Seven Bridges Road performance. So that's my first paid gig. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> talk to you later TD thanks All again right. Bye. thanks for having me alright guys thanks for listening in. appreciate you appreciate the Forge
1: for having me out